Welcome to the Think Generation Wealth Podcast, episode number 65. And I am your host, Amir Estimo. And thank you very much. I always like to open up this episode with gratitude and thankfulness. And I'd like to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you enjoy the content, please share the content. If you like to content, if you like the content, please subscribe to the podcast. As the goal is every Wednesday, 5 a.m. Central, to get a podcast episode published and drop. And hopefully you enjoy the content. Please rate and review the podcast. If you also enjoy this content, that's only going to help get the message out. This podcast is about financial literacy, business ideas. As this year, I think the focus is so much going to be what we're going to talk about credit and land. So you hear me do a lot of episodes this year regarding credit, land, and I really want to go niche with that. And the reason is, is that credit, obviously, you need good credit. And I think right now, especially people who look like me, that's something that we struggle with. And even in general, uh, people, I, I believe in second chances. I was, one, I was once one person that struggled to understand how credit works. I worked it. I educated myself to now where I have anywhere between a 790 to 800 score, depending on where you look at. So that's one. Two, land. I think it's something that people don't think about. It's something, it's an asset. I don't know if I stated this before in previous podcasts, because I know I talked about why you should invest in land. And I did a case study last week regarding how you can make big profits in land. And now this week, we're going to do a how. Sometimes people will tell you why you should do something, but they don't tell you the how. Let's get into the episode. Let's not waste any time. This is going to probably be a very short episode, but it's very simple. But the first thing I'll start and say is if you decide to get into land investing or land flipping or land marketing, whatever the terminology, you know, that's used. You got to know your why. You got to know why you're doing this. Don't do it because it's something cool to do. If you're going to do it to and not put into consistency in the work, I'm already advising you right now. Please don't because it's not easy. It's very difficult. It takes time and it's boring. And things of those nature, people will give up on. And if you don't have a strong why you're doing this, it won't matter the how. You'll give up. And for me, I've been into this about a year. And I'll tell you, it's not easy. It takes work. It takes time. And it takes effort. So if you don't have any of those three, don't get into land investing. Pick something else that you really want to enjoy and that you really, I think, a lot of things people do, people start and quit. It's easier to quit than to keep going. Because when you keep going, it takes a lot of your time. And sometimes you may not see the end result. I read a book called Three Feet from Goal by Greg S. Reed and Sharon Lecter. I recommend that book. And if you really think of the title, it's Three Feet from Goal. When it comes to land investing, that's going to have to be your mindset. So the how is simple. It's very simple. There's nothing difficult about this, to be honest with you. The first thing you want to do is, again, define your why. Understand why you're doing this. Once you do that, write your goals down. 
Even if you don't turn land investing into a business, own some land. And the reason I say this is because you can't make more land and development is always happening. I live in Texas and we're constantly getting new people living here. So guess what? You got to build more residential. You got to build more shopping centers because you got to be prepared for growth. It's supply and demand. But imagine if you own a property in, say, Texas, and let's say uh, Kroger or Walmart or some one of these big companies decides they want to develop in that area. You own that land. You can possibly set your family for generational wealth. Meaning that you can actually own that land, you can buy it, they can buy it from you, make you an offer that you can't refuse, or you can actually keep that property, and if you want, you can get what they call residual income. So even as that Walmart is sitting on your property that you own, they may pay you a residual income, and you can actually keep that for generations and generations and generations. That's how the rich people do it, folks. It's, it's, It's... it's, it just takes you educating yourself enough. And imagine if you get that Walmart or you get that Kroger or get a Target, whatever, and they make you an offer for your land, you can sell it for millions of dollars. What would that look like and what would that do for you and your family in the generations that's coming behind you? Imagine you changing the family tree today. So get an area you like to invest. Find it. Maybe it's Florida. Maybe it's Texas. Maybe it's New York, California, whatever. That's the first thing you want to start. Second thing you want to start with, I meant. The first is your why. The second is where. So you want to know, okay, I want to invest in Florida. Okay. Now the second thing is how do you find these sellers? Well, you can go to the county, excuse me, you can get a list and find maybe sellers who hasn't paid taxes. The unfortunate thing, you still got to pay taxes. You're never going to escape from that. But a good thing about it, when it comes to residential versus land, your taxes is not as high when it comes to land. So what you will pay maybe for, you know, you pay four figure for even five, depending on the area you stay in. And residential, again, in land, depending on the area too, but you could be paying literally two, three hundred bucks a year. So find that a list, maybe a list of you can go to a county, um, you can go to PropStream. I think PropStream does it or go to the county, get a list of motivated sellers or people who may be behind in taxes. So you get yourself a tax list. The next thing you want to do is how are you going to reach out to these people? And it's marketing. What are you going to do? You can send out mailers. What I do is I send out blind offers. And let me tell you something. Another thing with land is there's not as much of an emotional attachment to it because it's something, a property that people own. And it depends on what was their initial plans with it. So you yourself, you can buy yourself a piece of land. And again, let's say you don't decide to turn into a business, but just having that asset, you may down the road change your mind and say, I want to build a getaway 
place for me and my family, if you have, where you can go and spend time. Maybe you want to build a home, cabin. It's all, it's depending on you and your end goal or what you decide to do will be the result of how you approach this. Because there's all different exit strategies when it comes to land. So you get that list together. Maybe you go to the county. Maybe you look online. Maybe you go, you can even go to Facebook Marketplace. You can go to Craigslist. Look around. See who's selling land. If you want to go to Facebook Marketplace, you can go on there. You want to go to Craigslist? You can do that. If you want to get a list together and call these people who's maybe behind on their taxes, you can call them. You can mail to them. I send blind offers. Uh, you can text them. However, just make sure if you decide to do text messaging or any of the RVMs, make sure you understand the laws of that state. Because in some states, they're starting to crack down on that stuff. And I don't want to go get you in trouble. That's not the whole point of this. So as you reach out to these motivated sellers, ask them, hey, sir, ma'am, I see you on this property. Now, the thing about land, there's no physical address. Understand that right now. There's no physical address to land. And we have what they call APN. Uh, I can't get I probably put it in the show notes, but I kind of forgot, to be honest with you. You get the partial number. You can say they call it parcel number two. You get that parcel number and say, hey, sir, ma'am, I see you have this property that you own. Would you be interested in selling? Or I'm looking to buy properties in that area. Would you be interested in selling? They say yes. Okay. Get under contract. Lock it up. Now, you want to get these property off market. You don't want to pay retail. You can if you want, but that's up to you. But if you decide you want to sell the land and flip it, that probably is not wise. But if you want to buy it outright, you could pay retail price or just pay just pay off market price. And that's probably the best route because then you can get it more at a cheaper price. Get it on the contract. Final title, find a title company that's going to research the property to make sure there's no liens or anything going on with the property. Once that's done, you can fund the deal yourself. You can find you can find a transactional lender. You can find a private lender. You can you can do hard money, but I wouldn't suggest that because hard money they're not really going to lend you because it's land. Then you you can even fund the deal yourself. There's options you can do. You can take out a home equity line, close the deal if that's what you want to do. Or you can even take out a credit line on your credit card to fund the deal. So there's various ways you can close. Close, and there you go. Simple as that. The key thing is consistency, persistent, and your why. Those three things is what's going to keep you doing this. And let's say you decide, again, not to do this as a business. And that's okay. But you can own yourself a piece of land. And you can keep that land. And you can pass it down from generation to generations. Because we don't know 
what's going to happen 10 years, five years from now? <clears throat> Excuse me. We can plan. We can make all these arrangements, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But we don't know. But if you own yourself a piece of land, you can keep that land. And who's to say down the road, again, some of these big corporations come and want to build on your land. You can't, you can't buy, you can't make any more land. Land can't be made anymore. But there can be a lot of development in land. Simple as that, folks. You, you find an area, you pick an area, a county, you want to mail to. It could be mail, cold call. Uh, you can text message, RVMs, however you want to do the marketing part of it. Reach out to that potential lead. Have conversations. Negotiate. Get it on the contract. Find a title company in that area. Close on the deal. And there you go. Now, if you decide you want to keep it, understand you're going to be paying taxes on your land every single year. If you decide you want to sell it and market the property, you want to get this property under contract at a discounted rate. Sell it at a discounted rate, not retail, unless you own it outright. And you can close on the deal that way. I hope that helps. And don't overcomplicate it. It's simple, but it's boring because a lot of there's not residential. There's more of an excitement to it. But for me, when it comes to land versus residential, there's not that. Oh, I need to worry about fixing a toilet. Oh, I need to worry about if a, a client or a tenant does not pay their rent in two, three months. Then I got to go through the litigation and courts and all this other nonsense that you have to go through. There's none of that in land. That's why I like land, because I know for me, I don't want to be a landlord. I don't want that because it just. Not something that I guess for me, it's more on the emotional side of it, because you really have to be empathy you have to be sympathized with sometimes with people's situation but imagine if you're a landowner i mean if you're a residential owner and you're getting a call at three or two three in the morning because the bathroom flooded or or fire in your house or you know something to that nature i don't want those type of headaches i don't want those type of problems so when you own land you just buy it hold it and that's it there's none of that headache. Okay. So hopefully that helps. If you'd like to find out more information, you can reach out to me on Instagram at thinggenwell. Or you can just send me an email. It'll be on the show notes. Um, but very simple formula, but it takes time. And if you're not willing to put in the time and the effort, don't do it. Seriously, don't do it. Because you're just going to be wasting your time. And time is the biggest asset we all have. And we can't get that back. Okay. So thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate it. Until next week.
So the quote for today, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And what you do simply proves what you believe. Simon Sinek. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Next week.